0: This episode of the J.B. System Show is brought to you by Jason's newest book, Focus Up, In, and Out. Three powerful strategies to running an effective small group. Available now wherever books are sold. In today's episode, we're talking about how you can be free to focus. And what that means is, how do you accomplish what you need to get accomplished today that's coming up right now do you have a message to share and wonder how do i get heard broadcasting from the beautiful lakes of minnesota and the twin cities welcome to the jb Sism show this show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level now here's your host jason Sism. Well, my friends, taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best here at jbsystem.com. Well, my friends, welcome to episode number 152 of the show, of the podcast. I'm excited. This episode is going to be a ton of fun. Well, let me ask you this question. Have you ever gone through your day and wondered, what did I accomplish today? Well, my friends, if that is you, don't worry. Why? Because the vast majority of individuals have the same feeling. I don't know if you caught that. Well, they do. And they do this because they have so many things on their list. They do all kinds of things. Or maybe you're this way. And then you find you still don't get stuff done. You're constantly busy, but nothing seems to happen on your mental priority list. Well, that's what we're talking about. And does that sound like you? Well, my friends, today, I'm going to be talking about what it means to be free to focus on the things that really matter most. And truth to tell, I was, I was talking to our pastor uh, the other day. We had a meeting just kind of catching up and going over things that need to get done. And one of the things that we were talking about was to-do lists and writing the things down onto a piece of paper that are the most important and even the items that really aren't all that important. But by simply having a list on the desk, on your phone, a tablet or even just a simple post-it note, you can simply cross those items off the moment you're done with them. And when it comes to writing, and maybe you feel this way, you get so many other things going on in your life, and you wonder, gosh, can I even get all of my writing done that I want to get done in the first place? Well, I'm here to tell you that there is an easy way To do that, there's a way to be free to focus on your writing so that you don't have to worry about missing out on the things that you're most passionate about. And I I, I don't know if you feel that way at all, but maybe you do feel that you work, you work, you work. You do all kinds of things, whether it's at the home, at the office, and you're like, I just just don't get anything done. Well, there is a tool out there that I use, and I like to give tips and tools that are really good to use. One of the tools that I use is Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner. Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner, you can find that on his website um, at the store.com or fullfocusplanner.com. Now I don't I don't get paid an endorsement for this, an endorsement fee for this. I just am saying I love this planner. I use it every single day. The goal of this planner is to help you achieve lasting success being distraction free because distraction surrounds us at every single turn of the day uh this planner is um built with executives and entrepreneurs and writers or people who just simply want to get more done in a daily on a daily basis and it's got a ton of great pages one of the pages that it that it has that i really like is the weekly page because it helps you take a a bird's-eye look at what your week is going to look like, and then you can actually take a moment and write down, these are the big tasks I want to get done this week. And then you can take that weekly task or these weekly items, these weekly goals, and you can break them into smaller achievement goals throughout uh, each day. And then you have, of course, your daily pages that you can write down um your, your different to-do lists, your tasks. You have a notes pages. You got a uh, a time calendar, so 6 a.m. to 6 uh, to like 8 p.m. or so like that. And you can just write down all of your different um, appointments right in there. It's a great, great um, uh, book, a uh, planner book. and It is a physical copy, a physical piece of paper um, book that you can get. You can get it at thefullfocusstore.com. So that is my tip of the day. So take that for what it's worth. And and this is one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to talk about this today is because I feel in in our day-to-day grind, we tend to get so busy that we just Maybe we freeze up. Maybe we have too many things on our plate and we just don't know what to do next. And so we freeze up and we get overwhelmed. Maybe we don't ask for help. Maybe we don't uh, reach out and say, you know, hey, I'm struggling in this area. Can Can you help me? Or can you take this item off of my plate? Can you give it to somebody who maybe has more time to be able to accomplish these things? But so many of us, we get stuck in our own little worlds that we just give up or we just stop. And I can't tell you how many writers I have come across and they say, oh, I just wish I had more time to write. I wish I had more time to to get this book out of me that God has put on my heart. But yet I say, Do you take time every time, you know, every day to write? Well, I just don't have time to write. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying I don't have time to do something. But if that is a constant struggle for you, sometimes when we say I just don't have time for something, sometimes it's an excuse and we just tell ourselves that we just don't have time, but it's more of we just don't make the time. Because we are choosing to do other things. We are choosing to be more distracted when it comes to, you know, whatever is going on in our life at that moment. And and I feel that if we actually just take a moment to sit down and write down our distractions, we're going to find how much more distracted we really are and there's nothing wrong with being distracted but if we're only being distracted with intention versus we're just doing things to be busy and boy that happens all the time we just stay busy 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 we'll talk more this is the jb Sism show So, speaking of being distracted, (laughs) if you're finding it difficult to actually get your work written, especially on a timely manner, you probably don't have a tool that can help you get the job done. Well, one of my favorite writing tools that I use is a tool called Scrivener. Now, Scrivener is written and created by writers for writers by a company called Literature and Latte. You can find it at literatureandlatte.com I'll have a link in the show notes as well where you can check out this software. But I have had several authors who have asked me can you show me how to use Scrivener? Now this is my number one go-to writing app. This app is out of this world. I I liken it to a three-ring binder. So it's like a three-ring binder. You have folders, you have pages, uh, you have files within your folders. You can create uh, different collections. You can color code everything. But the thing I really like about Scrivener is... Aside from the fact that you got this binder, like a three ring binder with all of your files in it, all of your pages in it. But I really like it for a couple of reasons. One is it is an incredible and very powerful outlining tool. Now there are two different outlining view modes that Scrivener offers. The one is akin to a 3x5 card. Now, you've probably heard of using a three by five card style of mapping out your work. But what's really cool about these particular three by five cards is you can move them around, you can change them around, you can rearrange your structure into something that is going to be manageable. So you start a three by five card, you write kind of what you want for that scene. You start a new 3x5 card, and you write what you want for that scene. And then you just start whittling away, and you rearrange until you have something that you're happy with. And I really like it because I use a very similar format on paper, and I, I, I use the Scrivener one as well. But uh, it's you can have a plot board, and so you can break it up into sections, and break it up into different folders... And and these folders allow you to organize your thoughts. So you can dump all of your thoughts into a folder and rearrange them, move them around to different folders. You can focus on one folder at a time, but you can create a plot board. So if you're writing a novel, you can create a plot board using these 3 by 5 cards within Scrivener, and you can begin crafting your plot that way, and you can see... All of your arcs, all of your acts, all of your um, main plots, your subplots, your sub subplots, all within Scrivener in these 355 five cards. Then what you can do is you can go to a, another view mode, which is the outline mode. So once you're happy with your order, you can go to this next mode and you can move it over into new window and you go to the first item. Well, the first file that you created, or you how do I want to word this? This first file, whether it's chapter one, chapter three, whatever chapter you're gonna start writing first, you can see your outline of what you wrote for that particular scene or for that particular chapter, and you can open up a new window and you can start writing the chapter or writing that scene right there. And then you can start a new document and look at your next outline item. It's an incredibly powerful tool to help you visually see where you're at in your writing process. And that's one of my favorite pieces of this: to be able to see my outline while I'm writing, and I kind of can. I, I can see what my next chapter, my next scene is going to be, and then I can start building the chapter I'm writing moving the plot forward into what that next chapter is going to hold. And so that way, if I know the next chapter is going to be a big chapter, I can end the chapter I'm currently working on in a cliffhanger because I know exactly what's going to happen next. So that's one of the most powerful features that Scrivener offers. The other thing is when you get to the editing stage and you have a written manuscript, you can actually save every draft and every edit that you make. I'm looking at one of my chapters right now, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different edits saved. I have my original first draft, and then I have my next um file that has been written that shows me what I have edited, and then I can see the changes, I can compare the changes, or I can change things again and revert back if i don't like my changes whatever i want to do but i can save as many drafts as i want of one chapter and the file for this one document that i open up in scrivener isn't going to get any bigger with as many chapters because it takes such little space on your computer but scrivener is incredibly incredibly powerful now I say all that to say this, I am running a five week course teaching you the ins and outs of Scrivener. I will show you how to download it if you don't have it downloaded. I will show you how to set up templates where you never have to set up templates again. I will show you how to outline, I will show you how to structure your binder, I will show you how you can have different notes and collections, how you can store all of your research, everything you need to know is going to be there in this. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to my website, jbcism.com, jbcism.com forward slash right hyphen now, jbcism.com forward slash right hyphen now, and I can't wait for you to jump into this course it's it's gonna be life-changing and if you want to take your writing to the next level this is the course that you're going to want to get into so jbcism.com forward slash write hyphen now this is gonna be fun and i can't wait to see you this is the JB Sism show Everything to the next level is, I hope, something that you want to do. And for our main topic here today, we're, we're talking about how to be free to focus on your writing. How to be free to focus on your writing. And a lot of it has to do with our mindset, and creating a mental priority list and taking what we have in our mind and actually writing it down on paper so that we know exactly what we want to accomplish today. And we can start crossing off those items whether it's on a post-it note whether it's in a a book like Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner, whatever it is, we can begin crossing these items off and we can actually start making some momentum in our daily life. So The question is, why is this important? I'm going to give you a few reasons why this is important, why you need a task manager, why you need something to help you focus on your writing, focus on what you need to do. And especially if you're going to be using something like Scrivener, you're going to want to have some kind of a task manager on hand so that you can sit down and actually focus on your writing versus just sitting around and playing with Your different areas of life. You can actually focus on what you need to focus on and get the task accomplished with where you are at in your life at this moment. So, number one is it's all about redefining your work so that it works for you. Redefining your work so it works for you. One of my favorite books is, again, by Michael Hyatt called Free to Focus. Now, this book has helped me learn how to slay distractions, reduce my task list, and help me free myself from interruptions so that I can truly focus on the items that I want to get done for that day instead of really relying on, I guess, the quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes with my fingers right now, the appearance of busyness. And boy, I think that is something a lot of people do. They have the appearance of being busy. I'm doing all of this stuff. I'm just busy. My desk looks like it's a mess. and It looks like I got a lot of things going on, but really I'm just wasting time. I'm not getting things done because I got too many items on my task list and I don't prioritize what needs to get done on a daily basis. So when I started learning this concept of, Of using a task manager writing down a list and you know the things that I truly needed to get done I found my focus actually increasing now I started this process and a lot of this is um, credited to Michael Hyatt because I learned a lot of this from following his blog following his teachings on his podcast and on his website and and on the um, what do you call platform university? And the thing is, uh, whether it's platform university, whether it's been his teachings on business, I have found that going to a task manager, writing down the things that I, I, I find are the most important for me to accomplish for the day, I actually find my focus increasing that I can actually block out portions of my day to knock out all these little items so that I can then more easily focus on the larger projects or the big looming deadlines that I have um, to accomplish. So in other words, it's about allowing work to work for you instead of being a slave to the almighty task list. It's about taking control of the items on your list that you got to get done instead of letting your work control you. Being distracted by whatever comes onto your plate during the day. Now, truth to tell, full transparency, that was me today. I just let whatever was happening happen today, and I still managed to get everything done on my list, but I could have been more productive if I would have just not focused on putting out little fires here and there or taking care of little things here and there that came up, which you still have to do. But the goal is is to remain focused and dedicating certain blocks of time to carrying out the items that you want to have done for the day. And this goes for writing. Most writers make excuses for not getting their work done, for not writing their books or not writing their next article or whatever it is that they want to write. They make excuses because they allow the non-essentials of life to take over and it pushes their main passion of writing right out the window. And in order to truly focus You have to learn to cut out the non-essentials. So that's the second one here is learning to cut out the non-essentials and learning to live or operate within your desire zone. Or as Gay Hendricks says in the zone, uh, um, the zone of genius um, is to operate in your zone of genius, operate what it is that God has called you to do. So, there are actually four major zones that we operate within in our life. These zones are aligned with passion and proficiency. So each one has a little bit of passion or a little bit of proficiency or none or a lot of passion and a lot of proficiency. And the thing is, the greater our passion and greater our proficiency, we're going to find that it's going to be easier to align our task lists, uh, the things that we want to get done on a daily basis, with our desire zones. And I'll have a a graph in the show notes that, that show how passion and proficiency align with these four different zones. And I'm going to tell you about in just a second. Uh, you can find the faux show notes on the website, jbsism.com forward slash five jbsism.com forward slash 152. Now, here are the four zones. The four zones are the desire zone, the distraction zone, the disinterest zone, and the drudgery zone. So here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break down these lists from, uh, from least to first so we're gonna start with the drudgery zone now the drudgery zone is a zone that is made up of tasks and items to which we have zero or no passion and zero to no proficiency in in other words you're not good at these tasks (laughs) they clog up your day They're they're not inside your wheelhouse and in fact doing them you find really is a chore and you really hate having to do these things, whatever it might be. Maybe it's the little things you're, you're, you know, your boss asks you to do that you really don't like to do. You're not very good at it, but you're just going to do it anyway because it's got to get done. Yeah, those kind of things. And and we even do things in our own personal life that are in our drudgery zone. You know, some people hate mowing the lawn, but they've got to do it anyway. You know, well, I do something you hate, hire it out. <laughs> You know, the zone is made up of tasks and items to which you have zero to no passion or proficiency. You know, for me, it's anything that makes me feel as if I am wasting my time. In other words, my time could be spent better doing this over here instead of this silly thing that I'm working on right now. These tasks typically take a lot longer to accomplish, and in this area, Man, I don't often excel in these areas. The items that I consider drudgery for me might be somebody else's passion, somebody else's wheelhouse, somebody who loves to play in this area. You know, for instance, for me, I hate doing anything that has to do with finances and number crunching. I, it, I'm not very good at it. I mean, I can do it, but... I'm not super proficient at it. I have zero passion for it. and But there are other people who are very good at it. And they're passionate about it or they're proficient at it. and And it's like, they can do this stuff, but I really don't like to do it. So the items that you may consider in your drudgery zone that you hate doing, don't assume that everybody else hates doing them because there might be somebody out there who can do them and you might be willing to pay them to do it for you. You know, there are a ton of people, people who love to do what you hate. These areas, these drudgery zone areas, often keep us from writing because we fill our lists up with these dumb little things that don't need to be done. Or that somebody else can do. Number two is the disinterest zone. Now, these items are things that you are proficient at, but you may not necessarily have any passion for. These are the tasks that you can do maybe even better than anyone else you know at work. It's something that you can do without thinking, little effort. It's small potatoes to you, and you really don't have the time to do these little mundane tasks that fill up your list. But you can do them, and you're good at doing them. In fact, Michael Hyatt says in his book, you often are naturally inclined to avoid your drudgery zone items, but you get stuck in the rut of doing the disinterest zone activities simply because you're good at them. In other words, when you wonder, at the end of the day, why can't I write anything good? Maybe that's why you get stuck in this disinterest zone doing things that, yeah, you can do them, but you may not have a whole lot of passion for. Number three is the distraction zone. Now, this area, we fall into a lot. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe you don't, but I do. <laughs> this is an area that makes people feel tolerable in doing activities That fall in this area. Sure, there's a lot of passion there, but maybe a little proficiency. Not a lot. I mean, there's proficiency, but not a lot of proficiency. These are the activities that are not draining your energy, and you probably enjoy doing these activities. However, honestly, they become time wasters. For instance, I'm passionate about marketing. Marketing is important, especially if you're an author and you want to sell books. But truth to tell, um, I'm not very proficient at marketing. I can still learn it, but I'm not very proficient at it. And I tend to become, <laughs> no joke, I tend to become very distracted by all the bells and whistles of all the different book marketing out there. Instead of doing what I do best, and that is connecting with people on a real level. In other words, oftentimes, a lack of proficiency is masked by the passion that we have. In other words, that means we are probably wasting a lot of time doing subpar work on something that we really enjoy. That might have just hit you... On a very real level. I feel that that hits you on a real level. I'm going to say that again. A lack of proficiency. Will mask. The passion that we have. Because we're probably wasting time. Doing subpar work. On something that we enjoy doing. In other words. We are distracted from accomplishing our goals and accomplishing what we really have set out to do simply because we have a lot of passion for an area versus doing what matters most. Passion's not bad. But if it is distracting you from what you really want to do, you're really not being proficient. You're just wasting time. And then number four is the desire zone. This is the one you're probably waiting for. <laughs> this is where passion and proficiency intersect. This is when you're going to learn to discover your unique gifts, all of the talents that God has given you, your abilities, and you are contributing significantly to your business, your family, your life, more, maybe the world, take your pick. Here's the deal. For me, my passion and proficiencies are in writing, writing, Creating content, talking in a microphone like this, connecting with people, vision casting, helping people discover their God-given gifts, talents, and abilities. This is my zone of genius. This is what I love to do. I love connecting with people on a very real level. I could care less about paper pushing. I could care less about supply orders. I could care less about... Um, you know, doing financial work. I could care less about uh, ticking and tying, you know, different things on a a data spreadsheet. I care about helping people reach the vision that God has given them. I care about creating content that is going to help people go deeper in their walks with God, help people go deeper in their writing life, help people become better leaders. This is where my zone of genius lies. This is where I get the most bang for my buck or in the most bang for my minute or time spent. This is where we need to live. And this is where our tasks come into play. And this is where, yes, we're always going to have these little things in there that are going to um, suck our time. And yeah, we want to do everything we can to knock them out of the way. But here's the deal. We want to be able to proficiently Focus on the things that we are good at, that we are passionate about, that we are proficient at, because that is where we're truly going to shine, excel, and succeed in our family, our ministry, and our life. So all of that to say is this, you know, one, you have to redefine work so that it works for you. Two, you have to cut out the non-essentials by focusing on what your desire zone is, where you're passionate and proficient at. Number three is you have to learn to cut out the distractions and the interruptions. You know, truth to tell, it's, it is easy to think that we have to be available to everybody at all times, especially when we're working. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but the problem is every time the bell rings on your phone or every time your computer dings, you feel you have to answer that email Pick up that phone, answer that text, whatever it is, because truth to tell, we all tend to live in the FOMO of life. Now, if you don't know what FOMO is, FOMO is the fear of missing out. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have to pick up that text. I have to answer that phone call. I have to answer that email. I have to answer the doorbell when it rings, you know, whatever. No, the doorbell, you probably have to answer like at, at the church. I got to answer the doorbell because there's people coming and going all the time, but that's beside the point. I got distracted. Oh, he, Oh, that's where I am. Okay. I'm here to tell you this. If you're sitting down to write your next chapter, if you're working on your next blog post, if you're working on that next article or you're working on the next big project at work, I'm going to be very honest with you. You cannot take the time to answer that phone call or your email until your task is complete. Now, if your boss comes in and he hands you a project and you can politely say, I will get this to you as soon as I'm done with this other project. Most well-respecting employers will appreciate your honesty. And most will be okay with that. Now, if it's urgent and they say, no, I need you to focus on this, you know, it'll take you 10 minutes. You need to do what your boss says. Just transparency. You can't be a jerk about it. But most of the time, you can simply put that task aside, finish the one that you are currently doing, and then you move on to your next item on your list. And it might be that one that just landed on your lap. But if you do this, this will help you in more ways than you know. I usually only check, usually only, (laughs) oh, I can't do that. Anyway, I check my email two to three times per day. That's about all I check my email. I check it in the morning, I check it at noon, and I often check it before I leave the office. When I'm working on a big project and I know I can't be distracted, I will actually turn off distractions. I will turn off my email. I will put my phone on do not disturb. That way, if any phone calls come in, they go straight to voicemail and I will get them as soon as my project is done. This will help me remain focused on the tasks that I have at hand or the one big thing that I'm working on right at this moment. Maybe I've said it for the next hour. I can't be disturbed for the next hour. It's only an hour out of your day. People will understand. And and if you're busy in your office and you can't be distracted, close your door to tune out all the distractions. Or if you work in a cubicle, put your headphones on. This is going to be a signal to your coworkers that you're busy and you cannot be bothered. You can't be distracted or distracted interrupted at this moment and even politely let your co-workers know you know hey if you see my earbuds hanging over my cubicle or you see my door open feel free to come in but if you see the earbuds in my ears or you see that I have closed my office door you know whatever it is you see the coffee cup move from one side of the desk to the other whatever it is whatever cue you have for your area whether it's for your family whether it's at a, an employment Place, whatever. It is a cue to them that you can't be bothered. If you do this one thing, you're gonna find yourself more productive than I think you ever thought possible. Trust me, it is it, it does work, and it is actually very, very effective. Now you may not feel that it's effective. I can tell you that it's effective. Because I do it and it works. It works like a charm. So do that. Learn to cut out the distractions and the interruptions. And then number four, make a list, check it twice, and stick to it. (laughs) It, and, And I believe, and truth to tell, this is where most people get off the rails or they fall off the tracks. Before I begin each day, I look at everything on my list. I have a major action item list that I have in a three-ring binder along with the notes for meetings and stuff. I put little boxes around the to-do items or the action items. And what I do is I look at all of my goals, all of my priorities, all of my action items, and I say, okay, what can I prioritize today and what must be accomplished today And I can ignore everything else until tomorrow, or I can maybe push it off until next week. And these are the things that I need to focus on. These are my focus items. And if I get nothing else done in my day, I know I must do these. So, if I were to give you my list that I have for today, you will find there are three key items on my list. And probably another (laughs) another 10 or so items. And I'm sure I have some other pieces of paper on my desk that have some other items that I wrote down as I thought of them. But what I did is I wanted to make sure I completed all three big items for today. And as of this writing, this post is number three or this recording of the podcast is number three for the day. Did I accomplish my full list today? No, I didn't. But that's the beauty of making a top three list. If I don't get all of the other items done on my list, that's okay. I know I was more productive than I would have been otherwise. Now, think about your writing. Think about what you're working on, your your work in progress. If it's on the top of, your big three for the day, you know, and you've told yourself, you cannot go to bed until you cross that item off the list. The more you focus on something big for the day, if you focus on just three big items for the day that will help you accomplish your goals, whether it's for business, whether it's for family, whether it's for um, your writing, whatever it might be. You know that you cannot go to bed until you cross that task off of your list. And the more you focus on something big for the day, you're going to find how easy it is to become distracted by not doing that key activity. I said that wrong. The more you find that you don't focus on something big for the day, you'll find how easy it is to become distracted by not doing a key activity. So here's one thing that you can try. And this works, oh man, this, this works like a charm. I, I do this all the time. And sometimes I do this just <laughs> I do this sometimes just so I can cross an item off of my list. But one thing you can try, take a moment. After this podcast is over, take a moment write down everything you did today or yesterday, whatever it is. Now, what I want you to do next is I want you to write down what you wanted to accomplish on another piece of paper. This single activity is going to give you a really great advantage point of where you spent your time today. And as you accomplish something that doesn't pertain to your main three items, Write it down. Why? Because this exercise is designed to teach you where you're losing focus and what you need to do the next time. So if you want to find where you're lacking in your daily life, where you're lacking in your writing life, and you're realizing I can't get stuff accomplished, I can't get stuff written, do this little activity. Write down everything you did and then write down everything you wanted to get done. That you didn't get done. And then tomorrow, take those items you wanted to get done today. Put them at the top of your list and say, these three things I have to get done before I go to bed. And and if you find that you accomplish those three things, you're going to find you're going to have more time to accomplish the other things on your list. And you're going to get more done in less time. Trust me, it works like a charm. You're going to find yourself free to focus on your writing. And that is truly what it's all about. Well, my friends, I hope you found today's episode incredibly uh, valuable. I normally don't do a podcast episode this long. This is about a 45-minute or so episode. But I hope you found this incredibly valuable. And, And as well... If you want to take your writing to the next level, I do encourage you to sign up for my masterclass, my five-week Zoom masterclass on how to use the writing software called Scrivener. You're not going to learn just about how to use software. You're going to actually learn how to write a book from blank page to finished manuscript. I'm going to show you the tips and tricks and the strategies that I use while using the software to get more written in less time. And in fact, with using Scrivener and the tricks I'm going to teach you in these five weeks, I ended up writing 84,000 words in 30 days. And I'm going to show you how to do that in this class. And you're going to find it incredibly valuable. So go to my website, jbcism.com forward slash write hyphen now. jbcism.com forward slash write Now, sign up for this class because the doors are going to close on Monday, July 7th, Monday. I mean, Monday, June 7th, not July, Monday, June 7th. The doors are going to close and you're not going to be able to get in and you won't be able to even find the course um, to get in. You'll have to jump on the waiting list for when I open the doors again later this year so. You're going to want to do that. JBSism.com forward slash right hyphen now. Get in on this class before the door closes on June 7th. And if you sign up for this class, you're also going to get the replay videos where you can re watch it over and over so that you can get it deep on the inside of you. Trust me, this course is going to be awesome. And as always, you can find full show notes of today's episode on my website, jbcism.com forward slash 152. And until next time, write your story and succeed in your family, your ministry, and life. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the J.B. Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbsism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit JBSism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life. This episode of the J.B. System Show is brought to you by Jason's newest book, Focus Up, In, and Out. Three powerful strategies to running an effective small group. Available now, wherever books are sold.